1: guys, we are here with the Hollywood Life Podcast, and we've got a very special and interesting guest here today, and somebody who I feel like I really know because I have been looking at her beautiful covers, magazine covers, and photo shoots, and I used to see her on the runway when she would do runway shows, and when I was a fashion reporter and then an editor-in-chief for fashion magazines. And so it's so exciting to to have her here to talk to today. And that is uh, supermodel and writer Paulina
0: Poroskova. Welcome. Thank you very much. I'm so pleased to be here. You do realize how long ago the runways were, right? Well, I think it says more about my age than your age. No, I'm afraid it says something about both of our (laughs) ages.
1: But hey, you were—I remember you in the Donna Karen shows, like right in front of me, doing these fabulous poses. Well, w- were you twelve
0: when I was doing
1: those? <laughs> yeah, twelve. Uh-huh. Yeah, so was I. I yeah, I was like like we were nine. both. We were child. You were a child model. Totally. And, totally. Yeah, and I was a child editor. Um, she writer. was a child editor. <laughs> she literally yeah. was.
2: Both of you got yeah. your starts and fame, like. You just shot to the top, both of you. Oh, we're with we're two.
1: I'm le- with two legends. That's right, and I'm young too. And speaking <laughs> of the person speaking, is of course um, our on-air anchor Ali Stagnita. Hi, yes. guys. Hi. <laughs> and then we have our silent producer Nick in the house. He can't talk.
0: Hi, Nick. Nick doesn't have a
1: microphone. <laughs> no, he can't. No mic, Nick. No, so he just gets to kind of laugh silently along with us. But listen, you know it's so great to to see you. I, I've I've have followed you on Instagram and followed your career, and it doesn't feel like it's been that long ago since you were a, a great presence in fashion magazines and you know you were really uh one of the first very you were like part of the first supers the first supermodels because before you there really weren't supermodels like you were part of the crew (laughs) with cindy crawford actually they
0: came after me the soups, no, the, no, 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 no. They did. They uh, Cindy and 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 Lindy, Lindy, Linda, Naomi, and Christy and all that. That's all behind. That's all. Uh, well, they followed me. in your footsteps, but you right. were at the start, and with Christie, with Christy, well, you and Chris, Christie, Christy was before me. So really, it's like it's, it's <laughs> you yeah. kind of it kind of goes Cheryl Teagues, Christy, then me, then Cindy, and then right. And then,
2: well, but you were the first. Um, The first cover girl on Sports Illustrated from Central Europe. And you were the second one to be the on two times in a row after Christie,
0: Yes. And I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I was also, oh, if we're going to speak of my legendary. Let's talk about the yes. legendary. Yes. Go ahead. Oh, yes. I, uh, this is the part I don't generally really like to do, but then if I don't do it, then people <laughs> but forget. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't forget. <laughs> go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, I was also the first model to have Sports Illustrated and American Vogue cover. Oh my god. Wow. Both um, you at know, the, same the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, that or, or is... just ever actually. Wow. Uh, until I believe, um, man, I can't remember her name. That's my. Age. I don't even know who. Um, the, the blonde, uh, Kate Upton. Oh, Kate okay. Upton also then sort of eventually ended up on American Vogue, and after her, she had her three Sports Illustrated mm. covers. But that that was uh, like the second time, so. right?
1: Because at that time it was it was sort of a, there. People, I think, who are listening who are young don't understand this, but like American Vogue had a different vibe than Sports Illustrated Much swimsuit different. issue. It, yeah. I mean, Sports Illustrated swimsuit was more about kind of being all American looking, and also it was very well. It was bathing suit. It was pin-up, yeah.
0: and it was cheesecake, and it was sort of. Um, you know, healthy, sporty sort of a a, a thing and, and American Vogue was fashion. So those two didn't actually intersect a whole lot mm-hmm. That's at the right. time. Right. Yeah.
2: Do you recall... Um getting the call or however you learned about your sports illustrated um cover, cover because my
0: first one there's so much you know hype around that i now. will never forget it because and i'll tell you and this is uh, <laughs> this is kind of a, a special little story i'll never forget because i got the call that i got the sports illustrated cover and it's like 1984 i mm-hmm. think and uh and the day after that, my house burnt down. So it was oh, really no. notable. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. So I like I gained something, and then I lost something. It was a pretty momentous kind of a year. Wow. How did you feel
1: when you got the call that you had to cover?
0: Um, you know, quite honestly, I was... I, I mean, of course, I was happy, but um, I... I didn't really understand the significance of Sports Illustrated because I had I was you know I was a European model I had just moved to the United Mm. States. You're originally from Czechoslovakia, the former Czechoslovakia, Mm -hmm. and I moved to Sweden when I was nine, and then I moved to Paris when I was fifteen, and I came to the United States because I had done my first issue of Sports Illustrated in '83, Mm -hmm. and uh, and then. While I was at it, a bunch of Glamour covers and Cosmo covers, and I was here. And then it it sort of seemed like I could make a lot more money in the United States than in Europe. And so I was just sort of in the process of moving here when I got my first Sports Illustrated cover, which, of course, then totally cemented the move. It was like, now this is right. the place to be. Um, but I didn't really get it at the time. You know, when I was offered Sports Illustrated, uh, when they asked me – If I wanted to do Sports Illustrated, and this is me in Paris at 17, I was like, nah, I don't want to do tennis clothes. Right, you right. had no right. idea. I don't yeah, it it sports yeah. It, bathing suits. yeah, it was like I, you know, I was, I, I thought they were gonna, you know, have me like doing sports, which was appalling. Right? <laughs> You're like I am a supermodel. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. you just weren't a baseball no, player. I am a French and... mother who reads Bruce and smokes cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, sh- sorry, go ahead.
1: And so, how did it feel though? Then, because you recently, you just did the new. 2019 Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue, and are we allowed? Well, you we can say your age because, of course, because yes. I, because I say it myself quite often. You're 54. I'm 54. Right at 54, there you were being photographed in the teeniest,
0: tiniest thong bathing suit, yeah. unretouched. Well, no, I mean they, they 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 did help me out a tiny bit. I mean, honestly, the the neck part needed a little the, bit of help. Oh. That's. You can't be 54 and not have done anything and have a perfect neck. It just doesn't work that way. Very so true. They ha- they helped me out a tiny bit with the neck. I was like, please, can you do my neck? Just the like, neck. Okay, fine. Well, right.
2: for but just the neck, everything else looks amazing.
0: Yeah, no, the rest
1: I is mean, pretty much butt. me. Yeah. <laughs> Your
0: butt. I, I, I <laughs> could not believe it. It was. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it is incredible. Beautiful. <laughs> That's a lot of, it's a lot of um, squats. Yeah. Wow. Like a lot.
2: It must be. Is that like what you, I mean, what's your workout regimen, you know, from, have you been doing the same thing forever? Have you, no, did you work bored. out when you were a model back You know in the what? day?
0: I, I never did a day of working out until I was 40 wow. and I did dancing with the stars mm-hmm. and it was just about the time where like, I really felt like things were going South, you know, <laughs> without me pointing them that way. Mm. Um, and uh, and, and then I did dancing with the stars and I realized because the, routine, the, the, the amount of work you put into it is so tremendous. And I was like, oh, but wait, the results, like I was actually, my body was firming up and things were happening. And I was like, damn, this is, this is nice. This, this works. is good. Yeah. Why didn't nobody tell me exercise worked before? I think they did. I just didn't listen. <laughs> um, and so after Dancing with the Stars is when I actually started exercising because I really liked the results. And then I had this whole like thing with anxiety um, disorder and then getting off of uh, anxiety meds and in, in order to get off of them and stay off of them, exercise was key. So it's really, the, the reason I look the way I look is because I'm an anxious freak. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you have
1: to exercise.
0: Exactly. And so
1: what do you do? You said you do a lot of squats. Do you do um, cardio?
0: I, I really, I, I, I do Pilates. I love mm. Pilates. I do a, a, a brand of Pilates that's uh, really sort of insane Pilates where they do, make, make you do all sort of weird acrobatic SLT. stuff. I don't, what? Is it SLT? I no. don't know that one, but it should, maybe I should try that. <laughs> uh, no, it's just like I have these instructors that are okay. really hardcore. And um, yeah, and I change it up with cardio. And I really don't like either one. I mean, I really don't like exercising. That's my problem. If I liked it, that'd be better. But you, but you, like, you like the results. <laughs> oh, I like the results. Yes. And what kind of cardio do you do? Like really boring cardio, like uh, the elliptical at the gym. <laughs> Sometimes I try to do... Sometimes I, I really like dancing. Yeah. So dancing is a really fun, um, fun one. But it's kind of, you know, you have to find a dance class. It's the right, the right time of the day. And I can't go, like, dinner time is sacred because I, that's time I spend with my kids. So, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it you know. I do what I can, um, and I do like to change it up, but my mainstay is pretty much Pilates.
2: When you shot with Sports Illustrated this time around, did you feel more comfortable in your skin? Oh,
0: my God. Are you kidding? No. Uh, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Why not? Because I am so much smarter I'm so much. I'm so much wiser and smarter. And modeling is a weird job. (laughs) If anything, it's just you know, just it it just you know, it's kind of driven home with uh, more impact now when I'm older. And I think, wow, this is such a bizarre thing to be doing. Here I am in a thong, you know, in an ocean, and there's people passing by going, oh, oh, look at that. It's like, and that's a job. uh, Yeah, uh, for 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 people used to be my job. So no it was I, actually I felt really um and also being 54 you know it's like I it's it's um it's not I it, I was sort of struggling with being you know proud and accept who I am and how old I am and what I look like and at the same time just comparing myself to everybody that was 20 years younger and going shit I don't look as good. Cuz that's just a fact of I mean you know the way we see Aging—that's just a fact. Like, like the way humans, like uh, the way we process mm, it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, we do. You know, generally, older women are not seen as beautiful. Really, they sort of—they might be seen as handsome, or actually, they might even be seen as beautiful. But they're definitely not seen as sexy. Well, I do, th- do you think that's changing? I think that's changing, mm-hmm.
1: that older women are being appreciated for their beauty. Just as women are getting, like, how there used to be a lot of concern about getting roles for women over 40. And right. we're really, we cover Hollywood. We see so many big female stars that are 40 and 50 yeah, and even 60 absolutely. and over. And, and what age do they actually look?
0: They look good for whatever age they oh. are. I just think that I'll look about at least 15 years younger. That's that's sort of like this is my take on it's like, yes, you can be 40, you can be 50, you can be 60, but you can't look it. You're only celebrated Mm -hmm. if you're that age and you look 20 years younger. Then you're awesome. Though, don't you think it's people's uh,
1: perception of what it is to look like at a certain age? I don't. Do you think it's all plastic surgery? I'm not sure it is all plastic surgery. No, I do think think it's it's, water. Well, (laughs) I think it's. I do think it's healthy lifestyles, exercising a lot, like working out, eating well, not smoking as much.
0: And not smoking as much. Well, because celebrities used to smoke like (laughs) crazy. We all did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, I do think that, you know, like today's 50 is not 50, 50 years ago. For sure. For sure. Because we take much better care of ourselves. But if you're 50 and you look 39, that ain't yoga and water. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Darn. (laughs) Darn. Uh I know. I know. I wish... I wish it were, and uh, or maybe I just haven't found the, that miraculous yoga and, and it's water not a, and, the and it's of not, youth. It's not no. just lasers. Not. You don't think it's lasers, fillers. You think it's all? Oh no, no, plastic no. Surgery? I mean, no. I mean, I, uh, I, I call it tweaking. Right. So you know, to to me, tweaking is when you know fillers, Botox, and uh, little nips and tucks. That's that's tweaking. I think laser's not as much because that is just your natural collagen that's being used. So that's not really actually inserting or doing anything to your face that's not there. Right. But I think that that helps. I think that a lot of women are younger. I mean, I'm shelling out a shitload of money, so it better help. Yeah. Well, so
2: I was going to say, Paulina and I go to the same practice here in New York Uh City. Um, It's a... This woman named Dr. Halas, and her, your person is Rachel that you go to. I love my Rachel. You love your Rachel, and you do old therapy. Yes, That's I what do. It's this is what What's I've
0: been doing old therapy. old therapy. What's that? It's a, a, an incredibly painful procedure <laughs> in which basically it feels like you're getting. Um, like somebody's holding a lighter over your face, and in very small increments, just sets your face on fire. Ooh. But it has like virtually no downtime. You will s- you will stand up after this procedure. You will look perfectly normal, like nothing ever happened. And uh, and then it's supposed to very gradually build collagen under your skin for the following three to six months, I mm-hmm. believe. Yeah, right. so, so that's something that I've been that I've done I- like. Four or five times now.
1: Yeah, and that that I think does have great results,
2: and it's um. So I keep hoping. Yeah, no,
1: it's great <laughs> well, for great. um
2: for tightening and you know under eyes. It can tighten your brows. It, you can get it on your neck and décolleté. It um because I just wrote a story. I interviewed Dr. Halas about it um, because she had told me that you you know do it even though you've never done any plastic surgery before. Um, and it essentially like feeds energy to recreate your collagen. And so that's how, you know, the frequencies and the waves. It
0: plumps up the skin, the collagen. But it's so gradual, quite Mm -hmm. frankly, that you really never see the results except for, like, sometimes I will look at pictures of myself from maybe five years ago, and I think, oh, I kind of look like I'm the same age. So <laughs> Right. So right. It, at least it, you know, it's not like I'm looking miraculously younger, but I'm not looking particularly much older either. So. Right. Well, that's a that's a good thing. Yeah. I just wrote a piece about needling,
1: which does the same thing. It builds up collagen.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that are supposed to build up collagen, and, and I would do every single one of them as long as it's, you know, sort of, just your own collagen. Yeah. Um,
2: Why do you um, not want any fillers, plastic surgery? Things to like me, that?
0: that's. I think it's just a personal choice. I just. I generally. Um, I. I really don't like the look of Botox because mm-hmm. to me, I can see the Botox, um, and I think people look super good with it. I just can't read their expressions, yeah. and, and that really bugs me. Yeah. So that's just a personal choice, um, and fillers. I've seen it done beautifully, um, but I think that's a slippery slope and it scares me because I have a feeling like if I start, I'm I'm not going to know where to end Mm -hmm. and then I'll end up looking like a boiled hamster. (laughs)
1: Jared Kushner looks like he has too many fillers. Oh my yeah, God! There's definitely
0: a few people that look like they have they have overdone it a little bit. Definitely. And Ivanka too, the two well, of them. It's it's I think it's hard because I think if you do something to yourself and you're like and and you do minimal and you go, wow, I look really good, right? L- let me do a little more. It's like drinking, you know, when you have that first glass of wine and you're like, oh, I feel really good. Let me have another one so I keep feeling good. And then the next thing you know, you're hammered,
2: right? Uh, yeah, or like tattoos. You know, they always say once you get one, <laughs> yeah. and you got to get more. Definitely. Yeah,
0: tattoos, I've, I, I've seen people
1: definitely get addicted to. Um, so facelift at this point is not something
0: that you would consider. Oh, are you kidding? I totally consider it. When I look around at my peers and I see like how much younger and better some people look my age, I'm like, I'm totally jealous. I'm like looking at them like, oh God, I want a facelift too. Uh, my thing is just like... I'm I'm like in this sort of weird, in purgatory, uh, uh, in-between stage, I feel like, where I don't I, – I would really like to acquire the confidence without actually doing some intervention, and it keeps escaping me somehow. And I feel like reaching out to – you know, to make myself look younger, I'm sort of losing on the confidence thing because then I'm sort of giving in to, uh, the standards that people hold us to, uh, rather than sort of paving my own way. And so I'm, I'm so conflicted about it, honestly. I
2: love that. I love that way of describing it though. Instead of just like vanity purposes, oh, I'm going to, you know, do this, it's, it comes from within like the confidence wise, like you feel like you're giving it. I really, that's so interesting. And you are so beautiful, like without (laughs) it, like I actually, I'm, I'm like, I'm happy that you don't have it because it creates this like authenticity about you that really, I feel like nobody else has.
0: Well, thank you, that, thank you so much for saying that because that's, a kind, of the, that's a kind of the small thing that I'm hanging on to. And maybe yeah. stupidly, I'm not really sure, but I do feel like I would like to see more example of women daring to age. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know, as, as well as we want to, as, lo- as, as much as we want. But the thing is now is that you actually kind of have, you can look like you don't age at all. Mm-hmm. And 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 I love it when I see a woman my age that looks my age, a woman yeah. that has wrinkles and that has the expression lines. And I always think, oh, thank you, you. And you know what? Actually, the first thing I think, I think, you're confident. You're mm-hmm. brave.
1: Um, Did you feel like you said when you were doing Sports Illustrated the shoot, the the swimsuit shoot this time, that it was weird and that you were? like modeling's a weird thing, and of course you're concerned because the other models were, you know, much younger. But did it give you confidence, the fact that you were out there in those bikinis, and then when you no. saw the photos? I mean, the photos <laughs> look no. fabulous. No. no, no, no. Did it give you confidence? No, it no. did not give me confidence
0: oh. one bit, and I will, I will explain this to you. Um, I, I wrote an article in the back of, of Sports Illustrated, the, the, I think they call it the last word. And that was actually super confidence building to me. I was so grateful that they let me write the last word. Um, and, and there I felt like, you know, like I actually, I, I, it was me. That was my words. That was my brain. And I really felt like I was, I was using myself now as for the pictures. Um, you know, we, we went to Kenya and it's like, you know, whatever, 28 hour flight yes, to to, to be there for 24 hours and shoot the shoot. And then that was it. And yeah. And then you go 28 back. hours for 24 hours. Pretty Whoa. much. Yeah. Yeah. They gave me like a, a, a little bit longer, but just because I said, guys, I'm 54. I can't actually travel for 28 hours and then look like human. Yeah. <laughs> so that's crazy. And they were that like, oh, crazy. OK, you can That'd have one extra day. So two days, two days travel, two days shoot, two days back. Um. And we get to the airport and uh, and the, there's this porter guy that's helping us out who, um, you know, it's like we had to wait for our bags and our bags were lost. And then finally we got it all together. And he looks at us and he goes, oh, we can't leave yet for the next flight because one of you is missing. And we all look around and MJ's counting us and she's like, no, no, we're all here. And he goes, no, 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 you're not, you're not all here. It says right here, and he has his little piece of paper, there were two models on this chute. We are missing one of the models. Oh. And there was me and Haley, and I'm, he's looking right Wait, at who, me. Who's telling, Haley? Which Haley? Haley, Haley uh, Khalil, I think yeah. her name is. She's yeah. a rookie, and she was she was. So I I was well, we we, did, we were on a trip simultaneously because I you know because I got an extra day so I wouldn't look like crap. Um, yeah, so he, he didn't, he, he was waiting for the other model to show up while he was looking straight at me. So oh, that doesn't head. exactly boost your confidence. <laughs> uh, and then we were actually on this beach and of course, and then Haley started shooting. And I mean, she's just, she's, she's a, she's a s- smart girl. She's a nerd and she has a phenomenal body. Uh, such a, like, you know, like a really amazing young woman. And she did her thing. And then, you know, there I am in a bikini going out to do my part. And literally, as I walk over to the rock where Haley was, uh, there's a bunch of people that were ogling her do it. And they kind of look at me and they watch for a moment. And I overhear one of them go, oh, it's just some old chick doing it now. Oh, my God. And, and they left.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, that's terrible. So, well, yeah. screw them. Well, no, it's, it's reality. Right. Any any woman over 45 that doesn't make a real freaking effort not to look 45 knows that we turn invisible. I mean, it just happens. When you say
1: invisible, you see, I, I'm not willing to accept this yet.
0: Um. <laughs> okay, fight me on it. Go ahead. Well, but when I you say you.
1: invisible, I mean, maybe to, you know, some young jerky guys, but I don't think to like, men that are a little more sophisticated.
0: Hey, I think if I went to a retirement community in Florida, I could, I would knock them dead. <laughs> <laughs> and to other women
1: too, like that they notice, like we're not just kind of noticeable
0: for other, for men. We are. No, no, no. We notice each other very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the older you get, you, you sort of lose everybody beneath your age. So at this point, it's only 54 and up. So you lose quite a considerable amount of, of people. And if you're used to being watched, which unfortunately that was my job, I was used to the visibility, it's very noticeable.
1: Right. Well, I could, I, I yes, I can understand that. I wasn't ever used to being watched that way. So. <laughs> but I mean, listen, there's a lot of creepy guys on the street that, you know, do the double take and stuff t- and i think that Allie's experienced that and i'm like well who oh, needs that who oh, not <laughs>
0: yeah but you know what it's it's re- what's really sad is that one. it comes a day where you wish that they would whistle at you oh gosh yeah
1: uh huh
0: Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash achieve today.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I wanna hear that note. What? <laughs> um
2: but I wanna you do a lot of writing now. So you were talking about your last word for Sports Illustrated, and you wrote an incredible piece for the New York Times two years ago that America mm-hmm. made you a feminist. Mm-hmm. Um, can you yes. talk a little bit Here, about I want about to read
1: a couple of things you wrote. Okay, I awesome. Yes. really quote, interesting. Quote me as though um. I – No, but <laughs> this, this was really good. There's two things I've highlighted here that I want to to read. Okay. In a, you're talking about growing up in Sweden and then mm-hmm. living in France and the attitudes that society and that men have in, in Sweden and France and how they're different from America. And then you say, In America, a woman's body seemed to belong to everybody but herself. Her sexuality belonged to her husband. Her opinion of herself belonged to her social circles. And her uterus belonged to the government. V- yes, and especially right now with what's going on with abortion. She was supposed to be a mother and a lover and a career woman at a fraction of the pay, while remaining perpetually youthful and slim. In America, important men were desirable. Important women had to be desirable. These are very insightful. You yes, say that. Thank Got you. Me. It amazing. makes me sound really yes. smart, doesn't it? <laughs> and, and, and then I thought this was great. And you wrote this, I think, in two. So it was two years 18. ago, yeah. it was after the election with yeah, Hillary. And it
0: was before me too. It was right before me too, which right. was kind of, you know, interesting. Oh, I think our minds
1: were on it collectively. Because you say, but the American woman is told she can do anything and then is knocked down the moment she proves it. And I was like, oh my God, that is so True, and we just witnessed that with Hillary Clinton, yeah, like in the most
0: enormous national way. That was actually kind of referencing Hillary Clinton, right? And you're a New Yorker, so yeah, Yeah. um, exactly. I mean, I have
2: chills. That's a that's it's so correct.
1: All these things that you said about how we're we are, you know, we're supposed to be able to be all these things, and yet stay perpetually looking fabulous, and that we are supposed to remain desirable
0: yeah well i think that i think the american woman sort of seems to carry more expectations than any other woman in any other country like the 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 borders are more clearly defined everywhere else you know sometimes obviously if you go to the you know middle east countries your role is pretty limited um and in the, the countries that I lived in, in a, again in the Czech Republic, your role was pretty defined. You were you know, about the level of a you know a domestic animal, and oh, um, dear. yeah, but you know, but a, a working domestic animal I mean, like a right, like you or an work and then you come home
1: and have to take care of everything exactly. Exactly. I'll take Pers- care of the house. Yeah. yeah
0: and you get slapped in return oh. um a lo- lot of that but um and then sweden which was so completely and utterly different and it was really i think it was through my swedish eyes that i could sort of see and judge the rest of the uh, treatment of women because Sweden was the only country in which women were truly equal to men. Mm-hmm. I, I think things may have changed somewhat since I left, but in the 1970s and the late 1970s, there was nothing a Swedish woman couldn't do. And, and, and there was sort of a sense of, uh, of real power, you know, that we had. And the power, oddly enough, it, it sort of resided in choice, You had, it was your choice what you did with your body entirely. And that, and I'm not only speaking of, you know, um, getting pregnant or not, but choosing men. When I was, when I was 13 and 14 and we would go to school dances in Sweden, all the boys were lined up against the wall and the girls would walk around and take their pics of who they wanted to dance Hmm. with. Fabulous. And the boys that were chosen would be very happy and very proud, and 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 that was kind of it. You chose the guy you wanted to make out with. They didn't get to choose you.
1: Very interesting and very like different that. still yeah. from here.
0: And that did totally did not work in France. Needless to say, <laughs> in Fran- Well, because France is
1: is still, I think the women are expected to be a little more traditional
0: they're ex- They're like sex
1: symbols, yeah, I feel like
0: yeah, yeah, I mean, in my article, I sort of you know i'm 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 obviously drawing some pretty wide generalizations, but the French woman is expected to be a woman, she's supposed to be very female and and being female goes with a certain kind of strength that the guys know they don't have, which is the powers of manipulation, and quite frankly, we women, I think, are much better manipulators than men definitely we work so were it, smarter. Yeah. Well, emotionally, certainly. Yeah. And we work it. Like, do you know, like, little girls and little boys? Like, little boys are sort of, like, open books. They're like, oh, I want an yeah. ice cream. Okay. <laughs> They'll have an ice cream. Girls like, if I give you an ice cream, are you going to tell daddy that? Nah, 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 and, 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 and I'll invite her to my birthday, but not you, unless I get, like, we... There's a reason that they we call them sh-
1: girls, mean girls.
0: <laughs> well, yes. Well, but we learn the manipulative skills right. from a very early age. I think it's just who, you know, who women are. That's we... They want to make it work. Ha- yeah, that's our strength. Mm-hmm. And and, um, and and being able to use it is is really cool instead of being told it's wrong. And yet it doesn't seem...
1: May work in, pers- in personal life, in certain levels of personal life and relationships and in certain areas of business but yet it's we still can't manip- seem to manipulate ourselves to the top both in business i mean look at there's hardly that's, any women ceos or totally board true. members and we haven't been able to make it yet to the top office in the land no, and it
0: also, I mean, and, and right now, right now during these political times, I literally feel like we're just rolling backwards as, as, as like faster and faster. We were picking up speed. Yeah. It's like somebody nudged us over the hill and now we're just like hurtling down. It's like The Handmaid's Tale used to be a sci-fi yeah, story. Right. Now, are you an American citizen? I am by so. choice. So this really hurts me because I made the choice to be an American. Um, I have a Swedish uh, passport, but I, I made the choice to be an American. And, and, and I, hate, I hate sometimes regretting it mm-hmm. because this was the country that I came to, you know, 35 years ago, was just filled with a lot more promise, I think, right. for well, me than it is now.
1: Well, I feel like we still raise our daughters to think they can do anything. Yeah. We're still raising them that way. We're and telling them they can. They can, and yet the political times are telling them that they can't right now. Um, do you ex- do you think
0: that in 2020 we will have a female president? That mm-hmm, one of the female mm-hmm. candidates could succeed? You know succeed? what? I was so sure we were going to have one the last time around, and I was wrong, so now I can not with certainty think anything at all. I, I was... Uh, like many New Yorkers, I think I was so gobsmacked in the last election that it just kind of turned my world upside down. Literally, I went, oh, well, and so the oceans flow backward. And you know, the night becomes day and dogs meow, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, nothing makes sense anymore. I yeah. I have no idea. I have no idea where we are. Are you do you get politically involved? Do you support candidates? Uh, I do. I do. And you know, obviously a liberal. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I remember thinking when I when like a little while ago, I kept thinking, um, when uh, when conservatives would call liberal like they would say liberal as though liberal was a bad word, mm-hmm. and I kept thinking, wait, but that's uh, liberal means. It, like have you looked it up do you know the definition of the world liberal why are you saying it as though it's a bad thing because to me conservative sounds more like a bad word if you use if you actually go by the definition mm-hmm. so yeah i to find out
1: <laughs> <laughs> um let me ask you about before we i want to ask you about being a mom but before we do that what do you think about the the fact that the magazine world because you had a huge career Mm -hmm. that was based on magazines you were on countless covers in countless photo shoots what do you think about now magazines just diminishing
0: so much like going away again it's uh, uh it's a mixed bag isn't it because um i mean magazines were beautiful uh they you know they occupied our coffee tables and our minds at times um they took up a lot of paper uh. mm. and and it was very the 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 judgment calls on what beautiful was was much more limited than it is today so there are, are aspects that are going on right now that are just actually more democratic and 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 you know wider the the ideas of what beauty is today is much wider than it was in 1985. That's so like true. Uh, so that's great. Right. There's I mean,
1: now there's models like Ashley Graham and, yeah. and Winnie uh, was, uh Winnie Harlow. Yes, absolutely. Celebrities that are pregnant are on covers.
0: Well that that was Demi Moore a long time ago. Mm. But right. yeah, but but there are different kinds of beauty that are being celebrated. And I think I think that's just absolutely wonderful because I, th- well, I'm, I'm one of those that, that, that I've always been under the impression that, that every woman has something beautiful about her. And in the French matter, you know, I always thought, well, you should really sort of focus on what's beautiful about you and not try to hide the parts you don't like, but accentuate the parts that you like, uh, you know, yeah. play with, yeah, because that's, that's it. That's kind of confidence building, you know, mm-hmm. and don't, don't, don't try to hide, accentuate. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, what do you think of some of the the new supermodels like the Kendall Jenners and Kaya Gerber, Haley
0: Baldwin? Well, I think they are uh absolutely beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous young girls. And uh and they would have probably absolutely been models even if they weren't famous to start with. But we don't know that because now you do have to be famous in order to be famous somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like, it it's helps. a weird catch. Yeah, it's, uh, models now have to be somebody before they even get to model, which is it, it kind of upside down in, you know, to, to me. Um, but now you sort of have to, you, you build yourself and you build your base and on social media you sort of structure who you think you want to be. And again, it can be a wonderful thing because it's democratic. Everybody can be famous. Um, and at the same time, everybody can be famous, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's very, yeah. So it's even more competitive in some ways. It's incredibly competitive. And what do you do to separate yourself from the, from the rest? And, or do you follow everybody else and, you know, take the ride with everybody else? And also the other thing about social media is that you do just put forth the best parts of what you want people to see. It's not necessarily reality, and that, that's kind of where I sometimes try to um, interject things that are a, a little bit more real. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always necessarily go over really, like on <laughs> well, your social media. Yeah. Like what
1: kind of things do, do you? Well, do? the thing
0: that really, the, the thing that really blew my mind was I did this like little short um, TV thing last year where they aged me to a 70 year old woman, like oh, a 70 something. Yes. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. I was like, "Whoa, look at me! This is this is so cool!" And so I posted the you know the step by steps of aging, and I got so many people writing nasty things to me about it. Going, "You look like an old hag." That's not what seventy year old women look like anymore. Seventy year old women don't look like that anymore. Is the important thing to hear. And I went really, Um, and I (laughs) look great. And I combed through the internet for 70-year-old women. What do they look like? And I didn't come up with any that looked 70. I came up with gorgeous 70-year-olds who look like in their you know 50s. But I couldn't really find anybody that looked... It, it did seem like if you looked 70, you became invisible and you just didn't exist anymore.
1: Yeah, like I saw pictures of Grace Jones for Mm. her 70th birthday. Oh my
0: God. Yeah. Talk about not looking 70. Nope, none of them do. It's, I mean, they, it's defying age and it's amazing that we can and that they can and that they can give you an idea of where you can go if you want to. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you know what? You can just completely say, fuck aging. I will not do it. And just, you know, and and remain of what people think of as you forever. Um, now, you've got
1: two sons, mm-hmm. and uh, how old are they now? Uh, one is going to be
0: 26, and one just turned 21. Oh, so he, he's still a youngin. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, technically a grown-up. <laughs> and what do they do? Uh, well, uh, I it seems I spawned hopeless nerds. Uh, my uh, older son is um, in game design, and he's going back to grad school for game design. He wants to, uh, he wants to, and is designing video games. Uh, wow. And he's also an English major, so that's why he's still living at home and going to grad school. Uh, and my other son is in college right now. He's in uh, Rochester University and the Eastman School of Music. He Composes classical music and uh, and is interested in artificial intelligence. So.
1: Oh wow! <laughs> now yeah. your your ex, um, Rick O'Kasic mm-hmm. from the Cars, uh, he's musical, obviously. He's
0: definitely musical. Yeah. Do you think <laughs>
1: that your younger son inherited his musical interest? I mean, it's quite different—classical mm, versus. Well, how would you describe the Cars music? It's uh,
0: well, I mean, pop. Rick mm, always took quite. You know, pleasure in, in in describing his music as pop music. Um, well, I think Oliver inherited his focus, this amazing focus on, you know, when you love to do something, you just do it all out. But you should see how puzzled Rick looks when we all sit in a car and Oliver is insisting on playing, you know, Dvořák and, uh, uh, you know, all these like obscure uh, composers <laughs> from Eastern countries, and my husband's like, "What? What? <laughs> why do? Why must I listen to this?" Song? Right.
1: Well, he must have. He, he's got to take some In responsibility. Some to yeah, have- he's
0: not a big fan of classical music. I don't blame him. It's not. It's not something that he grew up with. So he's he's always slightly puzzled by it. But uh, you know, obviously, he listens to Oliver's music, and so that's kind of great because he can give him advice as far as you know, how to mix things. And right. Things like and, Produce. And yeah. your son, Well, so the son, your younger
1: son's at college, your older son's at home, and you have an interesting arrangement because you're separated from Rick, but you all share a home.
0: Yeah, we have been separated for two years now, and we are still sharing the same house uh, and, uh, and spending holidays together and sometimes doing vacations together. It's like i I kind of wrote this on instagram and i but i really it was true for us i've met my husband when I was nineteen so i he's been my whole life i I was with this one man my entire life until now and our that our marriage didn't work out is it's neither one of our faults it was just really a matter of us growing apart mm-hmm. and we still love each other and there's no bad feelings there was nobody was you know screwing around on the other person or doing something horrible. It sort of just kinda of petered out and and uh and that's so it left us in this position of like, well we still care about each other and we're still we know each other better than we know anybody else. So yeah, I guess, you know, we we make a really great family with our kids and And I'm our, sure your boys really appreciate that. Absolutely and grandkids and you know, we have like we have a really extensive family. Do you have grandkids? Um, I have st- Five step grandkids, oh, yeah, step from Rick's former yeah. marriage. Okay, yeah, but I mean that's you know it's a lot of st- it's a lot of grandkids.
1: <laughs> well, and so do you have advice to other people who have a relationship that, like as you say, petered out, and
0: yet you want to keep it very amicable for the sake of the family? Well, I mean, I do think that there has to be two people in on this, and it seems generally that there's always one. When relationships fall apart, one person seems to be really upset, more upset than one. So you know, it's like the circumstances dictate how how people are gonna act. I mean, if you feel betrayed, if you feel lied to, it's really hard to sort of come around to, oh, let's just, you know, let's just keep being friends. Um, I think I think we really minded our children. And our and we were such a tightly knit family group, the four of us, that uh, for for that not to exist was just odd. Mm-hmm. So it still exists. It just kind of n- not all the time. I, I mean, I, the, the way I put it again, I'm going to I'm going to retell it. This is what I put on my Instagram: is that as a family we were a car with four wheels, and with the children gone, we sort of realized that as we didn't really work is a bicycle rick and i we make a great car we make a shitty bicycle so interesting love that
1: but it seems as if you've both have put a lot of effort into
0: still like keeping the love there yeah keeping and sometimes family sometimes you do get angry and sometimes you know when it comes to to speaking of money and dividing assets and all that things can get a little tricky and then it's really just Up to the, you know, participants to remind yourself of like where, how, you know, what do you really care about? What's the priorities here? Love or money? And that's why I have no money back. I have lots of love.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You are the best. I'm so happy that you came in. We have to have you back, Valina.
0: Yeah. Apparently, I don't run out of things to talk about. Exactly. (laughs) Are you going to be focusing on your writing now? Yeah, actually, this is... Um, Now, this summer, I intend to spend mostly in New Orleans, um, and uh, I've always had this fantasy of being in a shady courtyard in New Orleans and and, and writing, Um, and so I'm going to fulfill that dream this summer, I think, if I return alive from Europe. So, yeah, (sighs) I'm getting back to my... Getting back to the writing, like, like seriously now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, well, we're going to watch for what you're writing. And thank you for coming in and, and talking to us about all these fascinating topics. And uh, we are going to be very positive about aging. Because
0: I, I mean, listen, it happens to all it of us. It happens to all of us. Happens to, it happens, says Allie, who's like 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it it does Uh, happen to all of us and i am trying to figure out how how to best allow it to happen because it does happen do i fight it do i roll with it do i fight it a little bit like it's it's sort of an interesting road um and i think there's a lot of discoveries to be made and we are sort of on the forefront of it like because it's really the first time in history that we've been given the chance not to age. That's true. Uh, so very like, good point. Yeah. Excellent. Good so point. Where do we take that? <laughs>
1: okay. Well, we will talk to you again very soon. Thank you, <laughs> Paulina. Peace, Paulina. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, girls. <laughs>